0: Love talk Radio.
1: Good evening and welcome to The Scoop. This is Winfred Burns, and I'm glad you're with us tonight. We've got a great show lined up for you tonight, and I'm excited. We are rounding out this year, uh, the year 2016, headed into 2017. And so tonight we're going to talk about how to set yourself up for success. Uh, yeah, so we're going to get it in tonight. I hope you're ready. For those of you guys who are listening, have questions or comments, you know, you can always call us at 929-477-2304, 929-477-2304. We want to hear from you. Before we get started, let me say what's up to my people. What's going on, Miss Shaquila Willis? How you doing?
2: Hey, I am wonderful. Happy to be here on this evening. Excited
1: yes, about tonight's nice yes, topic. Hey bro Hey, hey, hey. How are you? I am and that you squad. I am to so <laughs> the, 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 incom- the incomparable Mr. Kitchen, little ladies and gentlemen. The incom- <laughs> hey, <girl>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's Me. get it in real quick. Y'all know how we do it before we get started. We're gonna jump into the news. But before we do it, y'all know how we do it. Squad hey. up. <laughs> the game, babe. a great show tonight, again, if you are listening online or if you are listening by Facebook Live, you can call in with your with your question or your comments uh, to 929-477-2304, again, that's 929-477-2304, we are going ahead and jump into this news, yeah, so pretty interesting uh, news week this week. Um, Let's see, so I don't know if you guys saw, I'm sure you did, you did see, Um, but in politics, the big deal was um, President-elect Donald Trump has nominated um, Dr. Ben Carson to be the uh, HUD chief, uh, to be the chief of uh, the Department of Herb. Why all of a sudden, I heard, All of a sudden, I got a, contact. <laughs> housing, right. and the housing urban and development. <laughs> development. There we go. Yeah. Housing, and just slow yeah. down. development. Um, and so there's been quite a uh, quite a controversy around this because, um, of course, for those of you guys who don't know, Dr. Ben Carson is a neurosurgeon, a very a world famous neurosurgeon. Uh, from John Hopkins and former presidential, uh, he tried a nominee, um, but um, he really has no experience in this area at all. Um, and so people, right. of course, on the other side are complaining yet yeah, none, like zero, like negative experience in this area. He wasn't even like a RA in his. You know, in college or anything like that. From, from, you know, he has like no, <laughs> right.
0: right?
1: Owns no <laughs> so properties, none. does like none. nothing, none,
0: none.
1: Mm-hmm. So, so people are quite upset about it. Uh, so much of the one of the funny, one of the funny. I don't know if you guys saw, but Mark Lamont Hill said that he was like uh, compared him to um, was a method man or somebody. I forgot who it was. I'm not sorry, but being oh, like a the um, clan or something like that. What you yes. Like or what did he call yes, I'm
2: sorry. I can't. I can't remember the humble. Yeah. Yes, it was.
1: James found yeah, it so much it funnier, funnier fun. than I did
2: because he got it better yeah. than me.
1: But yeah, it was. It was. It, yeah, was, it was funny. funny. So they So people are not happy. Of course, the Democrats are up in arms, saying that um, he has no experience, and how is he going to uh, fix um, Hood? Um, and that, you know, one, that was one of the issues that people had going into this election was that um, that Donald Trump wanted to cut funding for HUD. And so now to put Carson over it, uh, people are saying why um, he has, again, no experience doing it. So it's been a pretty interesting experience um, this week, I'm sure. But then, of course, there this story, that's, uh, according to the Washington Post, is basically saying that um, he was put there because he is a minority and yeah so we'll see we'll definitely see um, how that goes so pretty interesting um, they I'll post make sure I post that story for everybody to uh, take a look at too so ladies what are your what are your thoughts on dr. Carson um, running running um, hood dr. neurosurgeon um, famous world famous neurosurgeon running housing and urban development
2: I think it's crazy. I'm going go ahead and jump on in there. I think it makes absolutely no sense but it's aligning right with the rest of everything else. I think he's going for shock value in his selections and he's I don't I don't there's no rhyme or reason to this because when he first started out naming his his people, um he was they were saying that it was due to loyalty. Now if it's not and we all know that first Ben Carson was an opponent and then he didn't really come out for him it's just been all—it's been a mess as far as the support has gone, and now we have it where he's appointing him to HUD with zero credibility. And his whole thing is, I know great people. The people that I have are effective. They, you know, they're—they're they're the best of the best of the best of what they do of all the people. You choose the one person who has zero experience in what it is that you're doing. Like I don't—I have no understanding for what. Any of this is, you know, because it just it makes no sense. And to know that he can appoint these people, and don't, they do have to go through um, the, these particular heads that he's trying to appoint, they do have to get confirmed. Is that correct? Is this part of the process where they have to be confirmed and, um, you know, approved, or are these people going to be his people regardless? I am fuzzy on that. So if you, you know, that might help <laughs> ease some frustrations, that there's possibly another group of people that gets to come back, back and say, wait a minute, no, 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 no. We need, a, we need some backups. <laughs> we need some backups because, I mean, really, if there needs to be a vote or something, I'm really interested in what his backups are because with all the feathers that are being ruffled and continued, you know, this seems like the trend, it doesn't seem as though it's going to work out how he thinks it does. And we've all seen what it looks like when they dig their heels in and say, we're not going. So, you know, I'm just thinking it would be smart of him or his great people to have backups on deck because I don't see... These first rounds necessarily working out the best for him. This one I just can't understand. Let me, say
1: let, me let me say this. Um, I think um, I think that I'll be honest. I'm gonna be one of the few that say this. A lot of his choices, I'm not upset with his, with the, some of his other choices. Some, not all. Yeah, she's not going be one of but the But yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not because I think that he's doing exactly what every other president does, um, but. I think one of the things I've been saying this for the last couple of weeks is that we've gotta stop being emotional about the fact that he won. He won and mm-hmm. start looking at the people who he put in place, what does this mean? So you put people who are on the board of Goldman Sachs, you put people on, you know, the board of, you know, these these uh private equity firms, the banks, it's gonna tell he he's kinda of telling you what's gonna happen. So but to answer your question, um the cabinet members are nominated by the president um, and then they are presented to Senate for confirmation um, or rejection by um, a simple majority. Now, so yeah. Hmm. Okay. So well, we but, shall see. We already we know. We see. already know they have. They have the majority. So right now they have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But which anyway, is a whole other issue. Mm-hmm. Right. And I don't know. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I was gonna say, and, and somebody just said, which is true. Um, they can, if they choose to exercise the filibuster process, they can. But, you know, they we'll can see. what? debate they, they? can. They can. They can filibuster. Um, they they can okay. try. Congress yeah. can try, The Senate can try to filibuster it. But I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I think right now, unfortunately, a lot of time this is a lot of smoke and mirrors. And you know, the Democrats. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna say it. The Democrats, to me, at this point, have shown very little heart. And so I don't really see um, I don't really see them You know going after it like this I, I just I don't see it They kind of They look kind of soft for me right about now But Yeah we got, know, got some
2: in-house work to do Everybody does <laughs> But we do too mm-hmm.
3: What do you think Keisha? I'm excited we have dealt with words And That's all I got on it You <laughs> <No. laughs> Uh, at this point, it is what it is. Um, I don't think that people who have positioned themselves to take advantage of this new economy um, should be as concerned as people who have been um, just sitting back, chilling, you know, collecting checks. Um with no, you know, just chilling, you know. Um, so on that side, on the business side of things, I feel like we got a, a little bit of leverage coming our way. Uh, most of my friends, you know, it's all, well, if he don't pay taxes, why should I? Well, you're not him. Uh, right. But, you know, I, it's, it's still it's still a major, like, wake-up call that, if you got your stuff in order, it don't matter too much who's in that office because that's more a global position um, than it is your local government, you know, um, and state legislature, which are the, the areas where you have to be a little more active um, and aware. So for me, that's, that's more important. As far as being Carson is concerned, I really think that was <clears throat> Uh, uh, play. I ain't gonna play with words today. That's a rights play. Um, housing and urban development. Yes, we're gonna pick somebody that's urban, but not exactly so. Um, as a matter of fact, like, I believe a part of the re you know, our disdain with that man was his uh, just hatred, like, statements about you know, the public assistance system and um, how you know. I was able to get out of it, so everybody should be able to get out of the kind of mindset. So if, you know, if you pay attention to what hood does um, and who they actually help, um, it can turn into the gentrification department real easy. Um, and that's honestly where I see it going. So I'm just, you know, preparing to fight the areas that I can control versus, um, being overly weighed down with the things that I just that I just can't I I can't I can't with that. So, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with
2: I would like to see an agenda with some some proposals, but that's from everybody, you know. I think we as um, black people take the you know public housing, the things that affect us as far as where we live, our areas, because they have been taken so often and so quickly without any any say any you know any any word in that because we don't necessarily have a voice because we don't own things so mm-hmm. knowing that there is isn't a there, you know knowing what the agenda is specifically for the HUD, you know future i think we it, it, it strikes a stronger chord with us because that does affect us that's something that we can directly see affecting us those policies directly affect us on a day-to-day where we can feel it. Now, you know, because all of these policies in one way or another do affect us, but it's hard to make those connections when you don't see it in your day-to-day. But this particular department will have a huge effect on our communities. So that's, I think, you know, an agenda is, I think, more prevalent for us in this area than others um, For that, for that reason in itself. Yeah, I want to know. I, it's when I, I read all the pages. You know what I mean? Like that's the one that yeah. if I read a, a think book of, of what's going on. It will be on the hood, the hood agenda. You know, that's mm. one that I'm going to be paying close attention to.
3: Yeah, <coughs> I, I, I just, I really think they just gonna come around and try that young gentrification in the name of hood because it is just too. I'm gonna say that it's almost too easy to do. Because you have all of these dilapidated neighborhoods that are seeking assistance as is. It's like they've already targeted that market. Um, Areas like Detroit, like Flint, like Chicago, like, you know what I'm saying, even where I am, there are areas that have been prepared for gentrification that I just want. I, I don't see it turning out another way, you know. Now, when we're talking about the Section 8, that's Department of Human and Health Services, which they've already, uh, the first step was to blend those two departments, Department of Health Services and the Department of and um, the Health, because so they used to be two different sections. So they blended them so that they can say, oh, my God, we have this much money going to these two departments, when really most of it is healthcare, human, health, services. But because they combined those, to uh figures, they came up with a larger percentage. So when it's time to make the cut, the human services will be removed, which that's where that section eight comes and all those wonderful programs. That was more a Department of Human Services um thing that it was a HUD is HUD backed. But that that's not the fullness of the HUD program. HUD is more people who are trying to own their own homes. And the reason why that scares me is because there are already enough um, fake programs out here that put you in a home and say that they're going to help you uh, with your credit and things like that, but really they just want you to stay there for a couple years because they know you're not going to be able to manage the, the, the cost of living in a home versus living in a apartment, and they intend to get you out so that they can um, continue on in that gentrification process while having you in a ridiculous position with debt, you know. So if those pro- programs and situations already exist, for me, it just looks like they're going to get worse, but they're actually going to be government, you know what I'm saying, really backed and promoted programs to be, oh, yes, this is exactly what we're saying we want to do, this, <coughs> this program work, you know. and And, and they're going to be adding – False credibility to these programs, and then you'll see more people that are homeless because they fail for the for the the underlay for the overplay. So, yeah, but it, I'm
1: HUD,
3: is, but HUD
1: is low in, HUD is low income housing. Um, low income. Is, it's low. In, yeah, it's low income housing. It also covers people um, with disabilities and um, seniors who are like on social security. I don't think. I think that that the part of what we'll probably see if there is a defunding. Uh, we'll probably see some some um, some tightening of the regulations to probably maybe not give, give I don't wanna, I'm trying to figure out how to say this without, they're not going to cut it off because they can't just completely kick out all of these people who are on fixed income and, and put them on the street. But I think what they'll do is they'll stop, they, they won't give some of the other subsidies that might come along with it, and really, there's a lot of grant money and things like that that go towards um, towards HUD. They might try to cut some of that. So, which will, to your point, um, affect affect how um, um, how some of these agencies are run. But they can't put people on the street because can you can't if if you put those people on the street, you will have a increase in crime. You will have I mean, you will have mass hysteria if all of a sudden you just say, I'm taking away all of your, your Section 8 vouchers and all of your, um, your HUD funding. So they, they, they couldn't do that. They couldn't. Plus, and here's the other part, my thing about, this, about it with this particular thing is they really have two years. I, think, I really believe they got two years to whatever he's going to do, he's got the first two years to do it, and it's going to take him at least a year to figure out what the heck he's doing. Um, after that, you've got midterm elections. And I think what typically happens is people are so pissed off that you got a Republican executive branch, a Republican um, Congress, that they'll swing either the Senate or the House back to the Democrats. And then now they'll they'll if they're smart and got a little gumption, um, they will you know they'll fight back a little bit. So we'll see, we'll see. But this is gonna be a this is gonna be interesting. I think like I said, I think we got two years. And he's got a lot more things on his plate to be worried about right now than getting rid of of Section 8 and uh, and other housing. I mean, a ton of stuff on his plate. So, (laughs) I I mean, a ton. Seriously, he's this – I mean, y'all can say what you want, but, I mean, if you think about it, within his first, he's got to start dealing with what's going to happen with rising interest rates. He's already started talking about um, some of the tax tax code changes he's going to make. That's going to be a big thing. He's got to decide whether what he's going to do about um, Supreme Court justice um, seat that's open. That's going to re- that's going to require a little bit of scrutiny. Um, he's still got to deal with Russia. If he raises interest rates, what is he going to do with China? You know, he's got he's got several. You know, plus this whole little dance that him and Putin got going. It's it's going to be pretty interesting, his first you know year year and a half. And I just like I said, Hood is like far down. I think Ben Carson is there to be a face. Not being funny. He's a mm-hmm. face. And mm-hmm. he's gonna sit there, take get his little you know, put it on his resume and and we gonna find he's gonna take be over there check. with a pizza pe- He gonna go over there with a pizza guy at. Y'all ain't even heard of the pizza guy yet, since since he ran for president have you? Y'all don't even know the pizza guy is, do you? Thanks. My point exactly. My point exactly. That's exactly what I'm we talking about. We can't come up with right a there. name. We like guy we um, and the guy, him, the pizza guy. Yes, the nine nine nine. That's all you know is nine 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 and the pizza guy. So he's um. gonna be right over there with him. So, oh well. All right, let's go ahead and take a break real quick, and then we gotta uh, we're gonna jump into this topic real quick. Um, so we've got changed. Um by somebody said Herman Kane, yeah. we you know that's his name, his name is Herman Kane. He just he's a pizza guy. We call him the pizza guy around here today. So uh, uh-huh. so this is uh this first song is Changed by Jason Davis featuring uh Ryan Poindexter We'll be back right after the break on the scoop. version of yourself.
0: Hopefully this song helps you take that first step.
2: Changed. I like that. He came on through and got his praise on today. (laughs) I like that. All right. So so we're going to go ahead and hop into um, our topic for this evening. This portion of our show is brought to you by Elegance by Design, where healthy hair and skin is our priority, but a beautiful you is our specialty. Um, So we are going to talk about how um, to set yourself up for success in the new year. Um we I know the majority of us are you know on the show are business owners, some of us multiple business owners, and some of us are you know we're aspiring to get into business, but even aside from um, business planning, we have things that we are organizing and setting in motion in our personal lives that cause for some type of strategizing to happen. so um I think sometimes we might tune out certain conversations when we start talking about the new year because it kind of gets Redundant, where we think, okay, here we go with the new year, new me, you know, yada yada type conversation. But do we really think about why we do that and why we feel the need to do it? But then we slack off, and is that really being um, effective in our personal and business lives? Um, so we wanted to talk this week on ways to be effective in that change and setting ourselves up for success, so that at the end of of 2017, we can actually say, I implemented. XYZ things, and I benefited by this, or I learned from that, and, you know, we can grow in these ways, those, those types of growth conversations at the end of the year, so we can stop going, you know, doing the eye roll when we, when we bring up conversations of um, the new year you know, and, and having those memes, I've seen it already circulating, let's already, let's not talk about our new year, new me goals, and all this other stuff, and, you know, I kind of think we've, we've got to encourage those conversations and, and really start to dig deeper into them so that we can um, actually become more effective in that. So, with that being said, I was doing a little research, and I came across a article um, that Featured a life coach. Her name is Brittany Garth, and I was impressed because she's only thirty years old, and she is um, the a certified life coach and owner of the international. I'm sorry, of Dimensioned Wellness LLC, and she her title is International Women's Empowerment Certified Life Coach, um, and she's based out of Virginia, D.C., and Atlanta. So she's hopping all over the place. But she gave us a few tips um, on ways to. Get pot- to get busy into the new year, some of them I'm just going to kind of skim really quickly to network, um, um, get out and meet people in your field, ne- not necessarily people in your circle. You're wanting to stretch your circle in the new year. So you want to get the people that, the circles that you want to be in, get uncomfortable and get out in those places and have those conversations, pack your business cards, and, you know, dress nice, be appropriate, but, you know, you're you're going for business, um, and and be prepared to have conversations surrounding that. Not necessarily stuffy conversation, but be well versed enough in your area to be able to to have a conversation with the people that you're trying to network and be a part of those circles. Um, she says her secret superpower was intuition, and this one kind of struck a chord with me because I know I move a lot on intuition on intuition in my business and what feels right. Um, I think Wynn does the same thing. We have a lot of our our conversations when we're brainstorming in our own business, and we we can research all day. But when it really we know our customer base and the direction of where we're going. So when it all comes down to it, if it doesn't feel right in our gut, you know we kind of go mm, we might want to we might want to table that. And sometimes it works out for the benefit, and sometimes it doesn't. Keisha, do you you know I kind of sidebar. Keisha, do you do the same thing in your businesses? Do you go with your gut, or are you more strategic in how you move? Both, both. Well, not necessarily oh my, more strategic. I, I guess that was the wrong way to to, to yeah. position that. But, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, it's like, regardless of the situation. <laughs> yeah,
3: gotta have it. Um, but although I create the strategy, sometimes you go off that plan because you feel it's necessary, you know, and and those moves usually turn out to be lessons if nothing else, but definitely an opportunity um, for growth. So intuition is important all the time. If if you think about it, um, those random things tend to be some of the best things that you can do. So, yeah, it plays a very important role for me too. Well, what about you?
1: What was the question? I'm sorry, I was talking to uh, people on Facebook <laughs> Live and just it completely. <laughs> completely You're all right, no way, it happens. All right. um, we were talking. Question.
2: Sorry, sorry. Oh hey, no, do your thing. You know that's that's your right. wheelhouse. Go on and answer it about the right. people's money. But uh, yeah. and we um, we were discussing networking, and then the most the uh, the other question that I just asked was. Um, I know that I move in intuition a lot in my business. I can, you know, do a lot of research and, you know, get all the numbers together and and all the polling right and all that. But if it still doesn't feel right in my gut, you know, I there's I have a tendency to, to pause or you know be reluctant to move in a situation if it doesn't settle right with me. And I I was asking, I asked Keisha and she said that she she moves in this way as well. She says it's kind of a balance of um, intuition and and the research. And I wondered, is that the kind? Of, do you move in that same way? Or are you more um, research oriented, and will be more willing to move in that way?
1: I, well, no, I think I, I do research. I mean, I, I definitely research, especially. I have to. Look, I look at it from. Okay, so here's my thought process usually, and this is the same thing with the thing, especially like with the thing we were talking about working through today. Um, mm-hmm. Y'all don't know what I'm what talking about, but. Um, my first question is always, how does this does this does this decision line up with the um, the mission of the organization? Number
4: one,
1: um, and and with that, just because a decision or doing something does not, it doesn't necessarily automatically mean I won't do it. It just means because sometimes, to Keisha's point, you have to kind of you know take a detour or you know, take a risk sometimes. But if it's way, way off, or if I know it goes against um, what what the mission is, then I know I can't do it already. Um, so, okay. does it take? Does it do that? Number two, the number two question I have to ask myself is: um, long term, how does this affect our business? Because obviously, it's real easy, and sometimes as business owners, we make decisions too short term and not think that, you know, that there is a long-term effect. So what the, what's the long-term cost? Number three, then I ask, is my team prepared for this? Because as you all know, I don't I I don't try to move by myself. If I'm going to make a decision, I try to see, okay, do I have, like all are my key players, as Cat Williams would say, are my star players <laughs> prepared to, you know, to run with this? Do we have the bandwidth to run with this? And if we don't, can I get it? You know, can I hire it? Can I source it out? Can I, you know, so so a good example for, as a business owner is if you are about to run, do a, um, if I'm about to, let me give a, a real-life example. Um, yeah, so if I'm about to run a, a sale, so when a big man is about to run a sale, I have to first of all say, does this sale fit with the long-term goal of the organization? Yes or no? Okay, let's just say it does. Do I have the um do I have the 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 um what in the world is wrong with my mind today? Goodness <laughs> gracious, do, no, do, <laughs> do I have the inventory to run this process and, and, and if I don't, um can my supplier get it to me? So that's the bandwidth. Can my supplier get it to me in time if we sell out of what I currently have? So I have to ask those questions. You know, And then, you know, the other pieces, the other follow-up pieces that have to happen are those in place in order to make this happen. If all of that aligns, and, and then, yes, if this feels right, so if something in that doesn't work, so say I don't have enough inventory or, you know, I'm really not sure because I'm not going to make enough margin on the sale, I still might do it because, you know, even though I might lose money on the deal or it might not be something, you know, that I'm going to make as much money as I want. I might need to do it just so, for example, so people can get used to seeing, you know, seeing the the line uh, out in public more. So, you know, you have to kind of, like you said, it's kind of a a marriage between intuition, um, between research, but I think the the problem that typically happens with most people is they do one or the other. They don't do both. Like, they just all feeling or all numbers. Like, it's either one or the other, and typically most people don't take the time to kind of find that happy medium, the and then to your point about, yeah, to your point about networking, I also think the one thing that, and I don't, I didn't see it in her uh, thing, but, was that I don't know if um if if networking with people in your if only networking with people in your area is a good thing. I no, I don't the think so that either. You've got to mm-hmm. do is network with people outside of your area. Because everybody in your, in your area, so if, if all of us who do clothing lines uh, only network together, then what's going to happen is we're pretty much fighting over the same customer. But if me as someone who has a clothing line networks with somebody like Shakila who has a um, natural hair care product and Takesha who has um, a line of, of toys, then we can figure out how to take all those three things. So, okay, here's an example. So for Christmas, instead of you just getting your Rent-A-Big-Man shirt, you'll get we'll give you a special where we'll give you a Rent-A-Big-Man shirt um, plus your Elegance by Design you know, box, Christmas box and your box of your know, King King Classy products. So you get a full thing, and we get the ability to kind of cross-pollinate with customers um, and what I call ecosystems, because Keisha has her own eco- ecosystems. Um, to, uh, Q, you have yours, and I have mine. And so we're not fighting mm-hmm. over the same customer, but we get access to each other's customer base. Um, and most likely, most of them don't know each other's, you know, the other person's product. So I think I yep. think you've got to do that. I could those you need strategic partnerships um, to to um, to be be successful in business. So I think that's one thing that. Um, that I think uh, people need to start doing this year. At least that's what I'm doing. I'm gonna tell you that that's what I'm doing.
2: So. I think that work reaching out to uh, to industries. When I said your circles, the circles you want to be in, I, I, you know, I think that's important because we've got to get back to the collaborative, um, the collaborative stage so that we can actually build things that grow. Um, you know, we can only go so far as small business owners you know, with what our resources are. But with each new person that you meet, that then connects you to their circles and their people and their customer bases If for whatever reason you all can find a way to, if if your businesses happen to, you know, they don't have to be twins. (laughs) That's not really what you're after, you know, when it really comes down to it. You're wanting something that complements what you have going on. And even if that's not something that your businesses can do, you can always learn and lend information just business to business and because you can have an insight into something, so those build you know it, we have to I think, especially younger younger entrepreneurs, we get into it thinking that we've got to we have to immediately see the benefit from it. What am I going to get from this interaction? What am I going to get from spending this time with this person? And we're forgetting that they're actually, you know, if you' plan on being in business long term, if this is not something that you're just doing right now. There's a, there's a time that has to happen to cultivate a relationship. You've got to experience things and be willing to trust one another before you can have that big opportunity or you're the one that I call for that, hey, I've got this awesome opportunity. You're the perfect person for this. That doesn't just happen because you met, you know, at the spot and had a drink and now all of a sudden you're my go-to guy. That doesn't, that doesn't happen like
1: that. <clears throat> yeah. I, and let me say this. I think the other part, that you have to think about before you make that decision is, again, you have to make the decision. You have to know that whatever product or service that you have is ready for that because Mm -hmm. if you go into a strategic partnership and you don't hold up your end of the bargain, then that's going to, you know, not only is that going to ruin that relationship um, with that person or hurt that relationship, but what it's also going to do is it's also going to cause an issue with those customers because, again, those customers, are, these are new customers. This is their first – it's like a first date. And, on the first, you know, if you yep. go on the first date and you're rude, you're probably not going to get a second date. So, you know, if the first time they meet you, your service is bad, and if it's bad you don't fix it or follow up, you know, or, or try to do something to make it right, that's going to have an effect. So you've got to make sure your business is ready for that. Um, and If not, it's okay like realize well, you know what, I'm not ready for that. I'm still in the, you know, in the infantile stage of my business and we're just not ready, you know, to do to do whatever. That's okay. That's okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think we gotta you gotta think about that. And that's where on the other flip side of that, if you're the person who's, you know, the other person in that relationship where you got to have intuition enough to know, is this person ready um for you know for that? Is this person's business to the point where you know they can deal with this type of partnership or and if they're not ready for that type of partnership, can I help them you know for whatever reason mm-hmm. um, to get to that point or is this going to hurt me because nobody goes and, you know you don't, you don't you're not interested in putting your um, customers in the way of somebody who's again who's not ready I say for prime time? So you know, we got think about we got to think about that too. So I think that's one area. Keisha, what you think? Yeah, I don't. You don't know, just uh, like deep that conversation. Sorry.
3: No, I'm sorry. What do I think about what part of that conversation?
1: I don't know. I'm just saying that because you haven't been talking. So I want you to talk. I have no. I mean, yeah, I was saying you know, everything.
0: It was um there was no reason
1: <laughs> to talk, interject. I'm like, we just talking, and we just talking jump in. I want to jump in, true. No, um let me let me throw, let me throw this question out to you. So, how does um how would you the both of you go about choosing um you know, choosing partnerships or people who you would you would work with? I mean, like how how do you choose them? Good child. Tisha, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you gonna go ahead first
2: on this one, but I'm gonna let you have it.
3: child. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, see about <coughs> partnerships. Now, um, really, I let that draw to me because I can't say that I have reached out, and that was business requirements. Like my partnerships with my distributors, that was a requirement. So, I had to reach out and be willing to test the theory, but as far as individuals that I know that um, the individuals that I know that have uh different types of businesses, I kinda just look at what they offer and how it relates to what I offer you know and and if we can benefit from working together like even with my baker like. I know she can make kinky cupcakes, you know what I mean? And so um, it was easy for us to work together. The My candle girl. She, candles are a very important part of, you know, romantic events, you know. So to have someone who can make a, um, a hand-blended massage candle, that was an easy, you know, partnership for me. And then to have the the lady who's doing my bath balls for my self care kit, you know, it was all about the fact that I appreciated how she was marketing herself and the fact that she had a large variety, which is something that I like personally, is to be able to pick um, from different scents. I'm getting turned off right now by Bath and Body Works because half the scents I like I'll are be being discontinued. So now I got to try to find the stuff I like elsewhere, you know, um, so to be able to. Um, have individuals who have that the ability to work with and grow with you too, along with providing products that enhance your um, your product line or your business in some way, shape, or form, and your product being able to enhance theirs in some way, even if it's just through the reach. You know, um, it helps because they have to be equally beneficial arrangements for me.
1: So. Outside of outside of um, the beneficial, like, what else, what are, are the other things you would look for? Because I'm, I, um, yeah, I I wonder. I think because even in some of the partnerships I see, I kind of wonder like how did they start working together? So are there any right. other things that you that you um, look into? Or
2: how um, do you know
1: really that it's a good partnership? Because I've seen you work with a couple of people too.
2: Yeah, this year I wanted to, you know, that was one of my goals was to reach out and and test my product in different markets with different people. And because there were so many, you know, networking women and networking people in general in the city right now, like there's a lot going on in Oklahoma City by way of business. So I wanted to be a part of quite a bit of that, and I learned a lot um, from that. I realized that it is more than a flashy flyer or a sales pitch that, makes a good a good partnership. Um, you've got to see beyond the original conversation and watch what that person does. I found some of my most solid partnerships in people that I initially thought I would not click with. and And then it totally happened in reverse in some other ways. Sometimes the people you can be friends with are not the people you should do business with. And just because their situation is popping per se does not mean... The two of you will pop together and and I can't really give you like a line like a list of those things because those come down to really personal ways of working, how you communicate, how you um, deal with conflict- di- disagreement, not necessarily conflict like we're arguing, but just a difference of opinion because you are feeling just as passionate about your baby as they feel about theirs, so there's really not a whole lot of room for um, um in those moments, there's not a lot of room for what I personally feel. We've got to get those things out of the way. Like our goal has to be somewhat mission-oriented before we get going so that when these things happen, we don't get personal. We can stay business-oriented and work them through so that we can keep pushing. And sometimes, you know, if those things can't work, if those things can't happen, then it won't work. It, it just won't work. So I look for us being able to communicate. I look for um, your, past ex- your past work, what you've done, the people that you've worked with, um, because people talk. That's just a part of it. You know, we all want to say, oh, no, you know, I'm I'm this, I'm, you know, I don't talk about that, that. No. When you are spending your money, when you are in this industry, when you are working and moving around and doing these events, if you give off a bad, if you put a bad taste in people's mouth, if you are hard to work with, if you make it so no one makes money because of, you know, it's just, people talk in any industry, and if you feel like everybody is just supposed to be hee-hee-ha-ha in your face, you are going to be sadly mistaken because it does not work that way. So the best way to stay on the positive side of that is to be good to work with, speak of your work, you know, do what you're supposed to do and show up, you know, and that's how you stay on that side. But it happens. So, you know, I think that you do have to pay attention to those things. That's business. That's being business smart and protecting your investment. Well, you do pay attention to those things. You don't have to give everybody an opportunity to do you dirty. Like, I, that's, you know, just being the one taking that chance. You, know? <laughs> you don't have to be that one. Don't risk your business trying to be that one that took that chance all the time.
1: Mm-mm, that's not always the one. I might have gone off yeah, I agree. topic. I agree. There, but, no, you're good. You know, you know I'm actually, <laughs> I'm a people watcher, so I've learned. I'm a people watcher, so
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think I think, like, Social media tells a lot about you. Even though people say it doesn't, it really does. Um, And I typically, yeah, I'm typically the type of person, I'm going to look through your social media, you know, because I want to see, again, how you interact with people. Um, There are certain parts of my, you know, there are people who have, you know, wanted to do business. There are some people who I thought would be really good. I'm going to be honest. There are some people um, who I thought in the process of even when I developed this show, I thought, you know what, they would be really good for radio. But then when I watched them and their social media, I'm like, oh, they nasty. No, I'm good. Like they yeah. had the personality, they had the following, they had a lot of things. But it was like, mm, now nah, for, for where my business is trying to go, I can't work with them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And So so I'm am a I'm a people watcher. So I'm looking at your social media. I want to see how you interact with people. I want to see, you know, how you talk. I want to see how you know. I want to see if you're consistent. Um, if you're trying to build a brand, you or you know, or build a business, you got to be consistent. So if if you know if if you only you know if you only post once every other week, you're not building a brand. You're not going to build a, a successful brand like that, you know. Um, and so I want to I want to see what you do. I need to see some consistency. I need to see you know that you're really hungry for what you're trying to do. Because if if I'm gonna put my you know again if I'm gonna support you or put my name on your work with you, which ultimately mm-hmm. is putting my name you know my name on something that you do, saying that I agree with what the way this person runs their business, um, then you know I'm gonna do my due diligence to make sure that before again before I expose my customers to you that you are um, that you that you're ready. So let me let me because um, in the next in the next segment we're gonna talk more about. This in terms of relationships, but what about um in terms? Of, oh my God, I can't believe this! I not I had a question. and I lost it. Lord, help me. <laughs> um, what about in the terms of y'all pray for me? I'm getting old. Um, in terms of what was I about to ask? Um, somebody started singing a Negro spiritual. Maybe that'll help me. Um, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. She <laughs> yeah, said I ain't got nothing. Ain't that nothing? I don't. I can't. Uh, <laughs> all right. Whatever. Okay. It'll 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 come back later where maybe what I wasn't supposed to think about it, Well I wasn't supposed to say it. But yeah, there's there's definitely. I think there's some some other things. Oh, that's what it was. Here, can I can I throw this out there because we got like 14 seconds? But I'm so I'm gonna say one of the things I think that people can do. Going into 2017, that'll be really beneficial and help set them up for success. And this might, if it hurts your feelings, that's fine. But let really you think about it, I think people going into 2017 need to really decide if they really want to be in business um, mm. and be an owner because this here, in cat my cat Williams' voice, this here, right here, this is, is? hard. Yeah. Hard, work. serious work. This is, you know, it's, it's it looks cute, but it's hard, and it's it's sacrifice. You know, there's a lot of sacrifice. There's a lot of, you know, where everybody else is having fun, working. It's a lot of, you know, it's a lot of, it's a lot. And so I think people would do themselves. I've been saying this for the last two months. I think people would do themselves a great service if they realize that some people, everybody is not an entrepreneur. No. Everybody's not. No. Please understand this. The dude who is head of finance at whatever big company makes a ton of money. If that's what you're good at, do that. It doesn't make mean that you have to you know what I mean? Like you don't have to be If you don't have the personality, if you don't have the patience, if you don't have the vision, if you don't have the ability to work through hard stuff, if you don't have the gumption to want to be the person who when crap falls apart, steps in and says, let me put it back together. Um, When your nice, cool vision board doesn't work, you know what I mean? Like when all that stuff doesn't work. If you're not the type of person who can stand in the middle of that storm and say, "Okay, let's get through it," you probably yep. don't want to but be next. an entrepreneur. You don't want to be a leader. And that, again, there's nothing wrong with that. There's Nothing wrong with it. So I think we have to learn to say, "Okay, listen. Some people are really good at coming up with ideas. Some people are really good at coming up with, you know, coming up with stuff. And there's some people who are really good at, you know, operations or execution. That's great, but it doesn't mean you're a business owner." So I think going into two thousand and, um, and, and seventeen, some people need to say, you know what, this not for me, and be okay with it. Seriously, be okay with it. There have been that on a personal level, there have been some things that at the end of that this at the end of this year, I've had to say, you know what, I can't do that, and I've had to walk away, and it's okay.
3: Yes, choose so. your battles. And what you're yep. willing to fight I for? Think. I yep. totally agree, especially yep. with your business. If it's your baby, yep. mm. yep, should nobody else be fighting harder for your baby than you are? Yep, it, just, it makes no sense. But yeah, mm-hmm. oh, I
1: couldn't agree. All right, let's go ahead and jump into this song. This is new. We got a new song, huh? New song. I don't think yeah. I heard of this one. I haven't heard of this one. So this is. What's this? Jumping in by Josh James and Jay Wash the Don. By the way, I'm gonna start calling myself the Don too. But anyway, um, <laughs> 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 no, I'm the boss. No, I'm I'm sticking with Panda. Anyway, no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> this, is jo- this is our new song for the week. This is Jumping in by Josh James and Jay Wash the Don. Y'all, tell me what y'all think.
0: The jumping in, say I'm jumping in. I don't care, girl, bring your friends, we can all hold hands and jump on in. Jumping in, jumping in. When we see that, we gon' jump again. Jumping in, jumping in. I can't I see, girl, I'm diving in. Head first, jumping with the wind. Jumping in, I'm jumping in. I don't care, girl. I'm Look, up again. Yeah. jumping in, going live and lift the party like nine to five. Got these browns, set to going live. Ain't got no time to so shuck sure and drive. Right. overdrive so I won't quit. I'm a dog like Mike Vick, trade done right there to shit. I'm done and with the hit stick. Run the game that's real shit. Run the game that real spit. to got me like real lit. I am popped a Molly been in here bitch. Hold up, where my shit. Girl, you fine, but you ain't in oh, no. Tell my dogs, and doing doin' more Let's have a party in this bitch With, with Will Smith, I like to switch Aye. Be in your back, let me work you quick okay. You like the beast mode I hit like free throw versus drive
5: I done made the pick Aye. I'm jumping in, pull the it Aye. Got a couple of dimes, ain't worth a penny Took Aye. a Kendrick
0: dive, pull full of lift Hey, get in line and jump on in it oh. Jumpin' in, jumpin' in Don't care how deep, girl, I'm diving in it Dead first, what with the wind Jumping in, see I'm jumping in. I don't care, girl, bring your friends, we can all hand hands and jump on in. Jumping in, jumping in. When everybody yeah. gon' jump again, jumping in, jumping in. Right. Can I see, girl, I'm diving in. It. Right. It's first jumping with the wind. Yeah. Jumping in, see I'm jumping in. I don't care, girl, bring your friends, we can all hands and jump on in. Bring them all in, in baby. Jumpin in, jumping in. Don't be bad, we gon' jump again? Yeah. You clap and then keep going, going, That ass clap, you yeah. do I'ma take that home and I'ma not just swap with you and your girlfriends yeah. on. Oh, girl, don't be born, Yeah. the take the young boy. Oh. Oh. Stackin' ones in my pocket, girl, don't act like oh. you ain't need no. Oh. I see you over there lookin', look. Go tell your man that you took it. Go tell your man that you take it. Take. I lead it by the shaking. That ass clap like it's raised the Lord, on. but tonight I'm gon' be safe. Take you home and I'ma you are gonna feel the rush? You take me jumping in, jumping in. Don't care how deep, 'cause I'm diving in it. Head first, diving with the wind. Jumping in, see I'm jumping in. I don't care, girl, bring your friends, we can all hold hands and jump on in. Jumping in, jumping in. When we get up, we gon' jump again. Jump in. Jumping in, jumping in. Don't care how deep, 'cause I'm diving in it. It's first, diving with the wind. Jumping in, see I'm jumping in. I don't care, girl, when you're
3: Gonna jump again. yeah, well, yeah, we was jumping in all right, mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah. So the next section is the hot topic and this topic to got a little extra hot. So this section is, of course, sponsored by Kinky and Classy. Check us out on Facebook. We about to open up a few different social media channels and start a few videos for all y'all who are extra, extra afraid
1: <clears throat> of people oh, knowing your business. We about, about to do. Wait. We about to do. Hold on. Excuse me. We about to do what? What happened? What you doing? You say you about to start a video. What you going to do with What can't <laughs> you clap? Yeah, oh, because. because where what kind of
0: will kick kind of you Oh, uh, yeah,
3: I, 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 I got cut off. Ooh, I got cut I off in the middle eyes. of my commercial. I'm <laughs>
0: sorry, I popped off. My iPhone, water and everything. I'm like, wait, did she said they're
3: about
1: to do a YouTube channel. No, do YouTube
3: else. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but these will be mm-hmm. more instructional videos. Um, just like little tidbits of <laughs> things that I would normally do when teaching, um, some of my classes. Little 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 snippets. <laughs> Of information, um, little things um, they can add—you know—they're they, not gonna be raunchy because we classy round you, but they will be very informative.
1: Did um, you just tag? You just tag me on the post when y'all get ready to start. <laughs> I want to see this for research purposes, yes. of course, only because you, so, you know yeah. I'm, I'm, I can't—you know—I got way too yeah, many. Uh huh. Bless it assurance, yes. But
3: uh, these these are my uh January jump off. Uh those little videos because we'll be preparing for the Valentine's Day season. Um and, and you know, restructuring. That's what it's all about. So, um yeah, it's, yeah, that's going down right there. So yeah. On to the hotter topic. Yay. So This topic was so hot, it had to be posted twice, baby, okay? Two times with plenty of good comments. I just love when people comment, and they actually, like, being real vulnerable. They vulnerable. Um, And some of these comments, you know, I'm going to be honest, you know, uh, some of these comments made me look at it and say, this is a shame because this is what happened, yo. The the meme that I'm discussing is the what's one lesson you are taking into your next relationship. And some of these responses basically lead to building walls and making it harder for the next person. Um, yeah, even down to one just being so clear and blunt and saying not to have another relationship is what I'm taking from my last relationship, you know. um, (laughs) So that's kind of scary, you know, because that's a a blockage that you put in somewhere where you really don't want to be blocked, so you end up hurting yourself, um, really. But there was some really, really, really wonderful um, responses, too, like taking my time and don't rush. Into anything, um, healthy love has boundaries. i I waved at the screen when when I read that. Yes, um, create space for others to be themselves in your presence as you do the same. Consider every worst place an opportunity for growth. Yes, write a book, baby. Yes, so I'm <laughs> I was loving um, some of those relationship responses, um, lessons. I always, what you take from my old relationship. Um, but I was, the, what concerned me most was the blockage. I saw a lot of people saying, you know what, I never do this or, you know what I'm saying. Don't, don't do that. Don't block yourself because then that never is the one thing that the next person actually needs. So that can be kind of bad, I guess. But before I say my last thing on this, because I had a lot to say on this, you know what I'm saying, but I was trying to give everybody else some time to speak on this young talk bit. first, did y'all see responses that, like, stuck out to you? And then what do you think? What What do you, yeah, because we saw what went was going to try to tell somebody that he was stubborn. I saw some, I still wear, but I get it, though. I, I can, I can believe. I can. Oh,
1: yes, he is stubborn. <laughs> Oh yes, I just listen. The I'm gonna tell you, I that's really seriously. I'm the most stubborn person in the world, and and I think that you know, I think that sometimes that's a good thing, but you know, sometimes it could be a bad. Thing. I think that a lot of t- that. Simi said this. I think that when you're dealing with somebody like myself, it's you got to kind of learn how to. How do I say? It? I don't want to use the word and manipulate me, but you got to, you know, how to de what you call it like de dearm me, uh, disarm me is what I'm trying to say, because you know because I'm used to always being in charge, always having to have the answer. Whatever I say, kind of we just do it and move. On. You know what I mean? Like we just do it. Here we go. Let's move on. And so that don't work. That doesn't work in relationships all the time. And so sometimes I know. Um, and then when I have my mind, my mind made up, because I'm such a, um, a, a like a, a thinker that when I make decisions in my mind, it's like, listen, I don't look at this thing six ways from Sunday. Let's just do it my way and move on. And I'm not always, right. <laughs> and that's just the truth. I, I'm not always right. So I don't know. It was, just real, it was just very difficult to you know to admit that, but. Yeah, but it's the truth. I'm not always I am not always right, and I don't have all the answers. So, but don't it feel good to think you do? No, it doesn't actually. It, yes, it's stressful. The truth. It does is, at first. It's stressful. At first. It's stressful. It's, I mean, mean it, it, it does stressful. at first until you come up until you come up uh, with a, a so very large <laughs> obstacle to a certain <laughs> obstacle. Then it's like, wait a minute. You know what? Um, I can't do all this on my own. You know, and I need know, mm-hmm. And so, you know, I have to sometimes just I have to learn, and I'm learning now. I'm learning now, especially in ministry. To just move. people ask me questions up like, well, "Did you rather you go and pray?" Don't ask me. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know.
0: What did
2: God say? Uh, Look,
1: I'm still. Because Lord? we do get
0: on? caught
2: up in asking. Yeah. We 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 go to. You know, to a person, know. because of a title and assuming, that's you, preacher, that's
0: yeah, you, pastor, and, but, no, man, Jesus,
2: that's not necessarily how that works. Jesus worked. paid it all. Yeah. I
1: didn't. No, Jesus paid oh, it oh, all. Oh, come on now. Come on now. So no, what? yeah. So i am I've I've gotten to that. You know, and I've gotten to that point where now I know I don't have all the answers, um, and I'm okay with that. So I'm still stubborn. Don't get me wrong. Don't get it. To, I'm still super stubborn, but. I think to the point to where it causes my my pride to rise up, I have to, you know, back down a little bit. I'll have to back it down. So well, life life will do that to you too. So um, But some of these were some real, 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 real interesting answers. Don't be in such a rush. Get to really know the person and enjoy the process. Be honest about who I am and what I need at the beginning rather than trying to conform to it. Conform to keep a relationship because at some point it will all come out. That was a really good one. Uh, take more risks and sometimes fall back. It was one on on the one today uh-huh. that was posted that they said that something about um, that they don't have to have a, a public relationship. They realized they didn't need their relationship to be public. And I uh-huh. thought that was huge. I thought that was a really yep. good uh, response because there are some people who you know, who it ain't that?
2: real if it ain't on the book, right? If you don't if everybody can't see it, it, it
3: don't
1: happen. Mm. Yeah. Oh my God! So please,
3: a... please, children,
1: just stop yeah. the Facebook yeah. love. Oh God! Hey, this is it's it's it's, it's real now. So oh, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like oh those God. that are speaking about being more patient and taking more risks, allowing the other to um, make mistakes. I think those are that we we are hard on our mates um, because I think sometimes we see so much more in them than we think they see in themselves, and that can often put us in a bad in a bad way as far as making the person feel like you actually care about them and are happy with them. At that point, sometimes it can feel like, "Are you changing me? Like this is where I am." You know. So I think being able to meet someone where they are and and, and accept them and, and their mistakes. You know, of course, to a certain degree, but still having that patience. Whereas it's not so much like a requirement to do, to you know, to perform. But we're actually loving, learning, learning, and loving each other as we as we go through this. I think those that says a lot about growth, right there. That says I've been through it and I realized that I actually made it out all right on the end. <laughs> Where I actually, I actually came out okay, and it didn't go how I planned it, but. We It worked and we, we lived Like I didn't die, I'm okay Life went on and I might have learned something So I think that's cool
3: I like that Now of course my, Some of my favorite responses All had to do with Love yourself First Love yourself As much as you love Someone else um, Man Listen <laughs> If you can't sit back and say what you gonna expect from somebody, you ain't ready for what you, you're not ready to be in a relationship. Cause then you just don't take whatever's given. You know what I mean? So you got to you got to love you enough to know what you're willing to accept and not and not so much based on uh, oh they did it and they hurt me. No, but just things that are your basic core belief. You know. And when you know that about you, you know what it takes to really love you, you know, it's that when you don't even like yourself, but you love yourself, you know, and learn the difference between the two. And then that will translate into real relationships. Um, the other one that I liked was uh, relationships are complex, ebb, and flow. Man, if I don't know too many, I know way too many people um, who got Who've been watching uh, all these love stories, baby? That ain't life. That's why it's entertainment. Because it's a wonderful idea. That ain't how it really go, baby. It's two. That's two hours. That is two hours maximum. Um, you talking about lifetime? So if all you want is two hours, you can have romance for two hours. I'm sure you can have it just like the movie for two hours. But it's not gonna be that way. Every day, it's just not, and and we got to be real about you know the fact that it's going be some rough patches because those rough patches, when you come on the other side, just like in your individual life, make it stronger and better, you know what I mean? So, I, I yeah, it was a lot of wonderful, wonderful things, um, said in here, um, even. It's okay to be a little selfish, you know. Sometimes when you are all the time selfless, it is. Sometimes it's okay to say this this one thing right here is mine. This this one time a day from 9 to 12 on Saturday, leave me alone. Let me have that. You know, so, yeah. I loved it. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. <laughs> Anybody else got any um, comments or anything about that topic?
1: I thought it was good. There was a lot of good answers. Um, I think that what I hope what I hoped it would do was get people to start diving a little deeper into, so they can get some healing. Um, because again, you know, we don't ever address. What's really going on, and especially if we continue to see the same patterns, um, then you know we at some point we got to address ourselves. So I think that I I hope that it gave people the opportunity to say, you know what, let me let me look at me for a minute and see what I could do differently, and then maybe I'll get different results. So the only thing I have. All right, all right, all right
3: So We have another song Yes, yes we do And this song Is called When Your Heart By D.F. Or is it D.E.F.? Mm-hmm.
1: All right, that was Win Your Heart by D.F. All right. First going to this last segment, we're talking about um, relationships. How do you set yourself self up for success uh, in your relationships in 2017? What's going on? We're going to welcome Mr. Don Petty. How you doing, sir? What's up, cuzzo
4: What's
5: going
1: on, y'all? Oh, man, we good. Hey, hey, hey. We, hey. Good. we are uh, good.
5: Yeah. Woof.
1: Yeah. So we got to put on. the, in the talk, so so yeah. So let's talk about uh, these last minutes. We got how we can set ourselves up for success um, in our relationships for 2017. Um, I'm okay. Let's let's start. Let's start with Mr. Petty since you have you just jumping in. What, what okay.
0: Do you think that, uh, what
1: do people do?
5: Be a better you and stop expecting people to be a better them. Like work on yourself. Then that way you don't have nobody to blame. If you know that you went through everything that, you know, you've been faulted for, for your past relationships, at some point you got to look in the mirror and say, is that me? And once you see that it is you, because nine times out of 10, it probably is pieces of it, pinches anyway. Uh, You got to start dealing with those things, man. People got to be honest with who they are. Like, um, uh, uh, and a hundred percent accept, you know what I mean? It's not that it's bad that those things are a part of you. It's bad when you don't accept them or accept trying to fix them. That's when it becomes an issue. But when people try to fix themselves and make things better, they're better for other people and they're better for just period. You're a better person. So um, start with yourself. That's what I think of make people have better relationships in 2017. Fix yourself first. Okay. All right. Keisha,
1: what you think?
3: I mean, for me, it's all about being real with you. I totally agree. Um, And definitely hold yourself more accountable. Don't just feel like, I don't know, how can I put this and be nice at the same time? Yeah, I know I have that problem with being nice. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm, yeah, yeah, I do. I, I'm I'm real uh curt sometimes. So, um, uh, I'ma say that although we tend to say, you know, um, you gotta get you together, if you notice that a person ain't got them together, definitely don't uh make that worse. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't be in a situation where you know the other person has some development to do that you're not willing to work with them on You know what I mean? Like, choose your relationships wisely. Like, if you want to be a wife, right, and you got the perfect idea of what you think a husband will be, don't choose somebody that is completely opposite of that idea because you setting yourself up for failure, like, you got to be realistic about what it is you want and where you're going. Like, if I just want company, then that's all I'm looking for. You know, but if I, if and, and you got to be real about that. Don't sit back and say, oh, yeah, I want a husband, but then, you know what I'm saying, bust it open just because he's cute. I mean, it, so, yeah, it, be honest. For real, just be honest with yourself. Cause it does nobody no good to, uh, you know, just uh, be fake. Just keep it one hundred. You know, it 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 does everybody in the situation a whole lot of good when it starts off with honesty. Cause you can't build anything with lies. A house of cards is gonna get blown down super easy. And that's just me. That's my opinion. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Um,
2: I, this year has changed our community so much. I think that it's inevitable that our relationships need to change as well. Um, in that, I think we need to change our focus and where we're going. Um, as a family, meaning instead of just aspiring to show up to the Christmas party or Thanksgiving dinner or whatever it is, looking fly and everybody coordinating and we get to say we're doing this, that, or the other thing, like really take the time to build something as a family. Spend time with each other. Build those relationships. Start actually having conversations with your kids. When it comes to your relationships with your spouses, like give each other space, to be themselves and, and work through life. Um, we are, as individuals, when we separate from each other and go about our day-to-day, we are experiencing things that we have never, ever, ever had to experience before, um, <clears throat> just in interacting with other people. And it's not even as an in, in extreme as what we see on television all the time. We don't always come home with um, extreme cases of, of of discrimination and racism and feeling as though we're being oppressed and things of that nature. But there is a certain tension. There's a certain um, um, air about our environment right now that causes everything to be kind of higher um, as far as tension is concerned. So with that, I think we need to handle each other with more care when it comes to when we come home. And you know the things that we used to prioritize that does not necessarily mean that they're no longer important, but in a way, it's like we take ourselves too seriously and aren't really focusing on the things that really really deserve our attention and we don't and I think if we pay more attention to the people that we spend our time with and that we're pouring into the the things that we encounter when we go outside of our homes won't nearly affect us as much as they do. <laughs> My thoughts, you know, I go back to the heart yeah, Place you. <laughs> Yeah sure.
1: Anybody else got something
2: there? I think we talked about that last week too No, I think we talked about that last week too As far as just reaching out And, and finding companionship In people that are going through what you're going through Um And, again, even when we talked about it in business as far as collaborating, there is collaboration to be had in families also. Um, Our kids need to be exposed to different types of culture. We as people, period. You know, James and I were talking about this not long ago. I was telling him that um, one of my goals in the next year is to get our entire family passport, not only because Oklahoma is going through ridiculousness as far as our IDs are concerned, but because I want our children to experience things that I never got a chance to experience but but on a on a scale that blows everyone's mind that opens eyes and doors, and I want them to see kids as kids doing things that we are never ever we don't get to see here, you know, so it's like we've got to start to expose each other, our children each our 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 circles, you know our tribes, whatever you want to call them, we've got to start stepping outside of our box once you open your world up it allows you to solution better. You get to your, your critical thinking changes when you allow yourself to be mind-blown for a moment. You know what I mean? Because it then gives your, chance, your mind a chance to stretch. It gives your whole thought process a chance to stretch. And then I think we all can solution better as, as couples, as friends, as business people. You know, whatever arena that we're working in, we can move better when we see different things and open ourselves up to different things.
1: All right. Let's Let's Kuzo, you have anything else? Hello,
0: cousin.
1: Okay, yes, uh-huh. I, I guess he. I guess he. you have anything else? Okay, I guess that's a two. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think. Let me see. I think in seventeen, we've got to. I think the one thing in 17 that we probably really got to do that will help our relationship success is learn. Because we're all, especially in our age group, is we've got to, number one, I said we've got to heal. There are this last, uh, because of the things that we've gone through, I think what 17 did was it kind of took off the mask of a lot of people who are around us. And so I think it caused a lot. I think a lot of people experienced a lot of wounds. A lot of people experienced a lot of hurt. And pain, uh, which was necessary, let me say that. It was very necessary for us to experience that because I think what it did was it forced us to confront um, a lot of the lies that we had told ourselves, or maybe not lies, but maybe misconceptions that we thought about the people who were around us. And so I think we've got to heal from that and forgive ourselves for whatever happened in the past. Um, because again, back to the, to the point is, Rashad's point is if we don't do that, if we don't take ownership of that, then that cycle will continue to, re, to repeat itself. Um, so I think we got to do that. Um, I think in 17 or going in, especially going into 17, um, I think that most people, um, no, there are a lot of people who need to come to grips with the fact that um, if you are a, um, you know, I classify people into two, two, Distinct areas like they're givers and takers. Neither are bad, by the way. But if you're a giver, then you got to come to grips with that and set up appropriate boundaries. Um, if you're a taker, you need to deal with that and set up appropriate boundaries. You know what I mean? Um, and so, I because that again opens us up to all types of weird, crazy stuff. Um, and then, of course, as a as a, as a believer, I think that one of the things that that this um, this year did. And I said i predicted I say I predicted it because I'm not a witch a witch, but um it right. it forced us to really get back to the heart of we can't do this by ourselves and that we really need god, and so it was a whole lot of positive self talk and I can do this by myself, and as long as I think it it's gonna happen, you know, and all of that's good, but I think in the process of doing that we kind of walked away from the fact that, yeah, I can do a lot of stuff, and I'm very strong, and I have all of this stuff in me, but if I disconnect from my my true source, then I'm nothing. And so I think what we've done is a lot of this has brought us back to a place where it says, okay, listen, um, i got to kind of get my life back in order in that area. So Mm -hmm. I think people have got to start doing that again. Um, I always said, I said it before, I said I guarantee, I said it after Trump won, I guarantee you church is going to get, they're going to start filling back up again. Guarantee it. Uh-huh. I think we, guarantee it. I don't care what anybody says. Guarantee it. Just know it because, because people get scared. When people get scared, they go to church. So, um, what else do we need to do in 17? I think at 17, I think we need to do a better job of caring for our families. So and I'm talking about your mothers and cousins, aunties, uncles, I mean families, there was a lot. Y'all notice that in 16, it was a lot of people that died. It was a lot of people that died in 2016. Yeah. A lot. A lot. Like, as my grandmother would say, folks died who ain't never died before in 2016. And so I think that kind of scared us. You know, it should, it should, it should wake us up. Um, so I think we should kind of pull our families closer together and really whatever issues there are between, you know, mother and father or, you know, sister and brother, I think we got it. We should, you know, we should deal with those. I think those are probably the biggest things I could think of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Y'all get quiet on me, Keisha. So.
3: All right. Stop picking on me! I said,
1: I feel resigned too. I feel
3: Rashad too. Said y'all on me. What's going on? Y'all thinking? Yes, taking it all in, being the sponge right now. Um, just you know, listening. Y'all been in uh, marital situations. I know when to lean back and just let wisdom speak. I lean back. <laughs> 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 I am single, but when it comes down to, you know, walking that life and figuring your way out, yeah, I, I, I do, um, you know, work with some folks and and don't mind it at all, actually. I'd rather let my story help somebody else, but I don't, be, uh-uh, I don't be trying to be the guru unless you're trying to pay me, in which case, please hit my inbox. I got you, baby, yeah, I can be your relationship coach. I can, I could do it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> don't judge me. I have problems.
5: Yeah, I referee relationships. I don't coach them. I referee them.
3: Oh, I'm in black the and referee. white shirts. I'm
5: telling you, I referee them. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. But uh, let me see. What else can we do in seventeen or around um, Monday? Uh, uh... oh. ooh. Uh, we can do a better job of taking care of our own people. You know, uh, support is one of the biggest things under the sun. We talk about it all the time. You know, and as small of a spectrum as big as a spectrum as it is, we can do a lot much a lot more, and we can do a lot better. And you know pushing each other to basically be our own entities. Um I don't know, man, like just even just even in our little close circle, you know, close circle, not closed, close circle. Um, you know, it's closed. It's
4: closed. We get to it's watch loud. people
5: grow, you know what I mean? And um it's not that I only want to see that for us four, five, six, you know what I mean? I want to see that for everybody. And the same principles that we apply to each other are the same principles that everybody should apply to each other so that, you know, we can grow as a people. And I know as cliche as that sounds, that's really what it is. It's never going to start until we start it. And if we never start it, then it won't start. Nobody else is going to love us until we love ourselves back. And I've been saying it since forever, but that's just the truth of it. Nobody's going to respect our melanin. Nobody's going to love our melanin until we do it. And if we don't do it, then we're gonna keep getting ran over like the pavement is black. And that's just what it is.
3: Oh, well, maybe I do have something to say. Um, the 2017 side of things is—are we just talking about as as a family, in relationships, or as a whole? As a whole. As a whole, oh, yeah, okay. So as a whole, um, I think we need to be a little more focused. Um, I think we need to take some pages out of what happened um, with the Standing Rock protest and be a little more adamant and not so shape-shifty and 24-hour-ish with causes and purposes um, and, and, and be willing to stand for what you believe in until it is taken care of instead of until it is out of the limelight. I think that when we look at next year, we got to be a little more um, purpose in our movements. So not just doing things because everybody else is doing them. Um, the sad situation is just getting out of hand. Seriously, I think we went through like a hundred of those little hashtags all the way down to the mannequin challenge this year. To the what was it, the so gone challenge too? I mean, it's just too much. Okay, i um, finding better things to do with your time that are fruitful versus just um, get likes and comments. Um, so don't allow social media to change how you view yourself and your self-respect and and all of. It. I mean do some real evaluation versus just um, going with the flow. Find your grain and stay in that lane. Like everybody ain't built the same, respect that, but move towards what you have to do. And plan it. Like seriously, sit down, take the time to plan it. You know how you plan for your check to hit the bank and what you're going to do with it when it happens? Plan for your year. And make adjustments accordingly. But at least you'll have a plan. And whether you succeed in that plan or not, um, just having the plan will allow you to see what adjustments need to be made for success on the flip side. You know what I mean? So um, that's just a lie. On the relationship side, get your life together. Oh, my God. And stop pinning each other, allowing society to pin each other against Um, one another. I was looking through my Facebook laughing earlier today because it's so crazy um, how these random posts populate in my timeline. So if I like one person's rant about their bad relationship, I get like seven different memes from different random sites that might be like the worst relationship advice ever. Mm-hmm. And okay. and people and right, and so it's it's targeted because I like this one particular post. So it it is built to keep you in that same mindset, but it's not all valid information. So be willing to research some stuff and stop allowing social media, which is society's and media media, you know what I'm saying, not your own personal thoughts to shape how you do things. These memes are cute, they are, but they're not life. You <laughs> they are not life. A lot of them are people's emotions or feelings at a particular time, but that's not something that you should reach and grab for, build your philosophy for life on which happens way too often way too often. oh my I,
1: god I, I wholeheartedly agree with you, but you know it's actually pretty yeah. interesting. I was thinking about I was thinking about that same thing, and I thought, you know it's, I think first of all. I, the only thing I disagree with, with is I think social media is life now. I think we just got to come to the conclusion. As much as people, we I think we. – Let me say this. I think when we say social media is not life, we sound like um, our parents who talked who talk crazy about us for being on, you know, on on beepers or you know or whatever. You know, what did you do? To mm-hmm. You had a beeper. You had to write a letter. And, you know, we sound yeah, like crazy yeah. old people. I think we got to embrace the fact that this is it. It's not going anywhere. It's not going nowhere. Like, Facebook is here to stay, and so is, you know, all of the other places. I think what we've got to do is we've got to start, to what Rashad was saying, was creating communities where that stuff is the stuff that's actually being disseminated is the stuff that's beneficial. I read an article today that says they interviewed – um, I forget how many people, but it was like 30% of the people made their um, decisions about who they were voting for based upon what they saw on Facebook. And then when the interviewer told them that what they saw was incorrect, these people were shocked. This is it. Like this is it. Like they thought, oh my God, really? This that was that wasn't true. No, that wasn't true. That was. Something that, that was a story that was made up. And they were shocked because that was in large part how they determined who they would vote for. And we can say it's sad. When I read it, I was like, oh, that's sad. They didn't do any research. But the truth is, they really didn't have time. So they trusted Facebook. They trusted an article that they saw that, that they thought came from a reputable source and ran with it. It was anything but. And so I, I
2: yeah, think, yeah.
1: And so I think I we got to realize said- that this is real. Like, this is real. Like, so we could say, we could say, you know, we could say what we want, but I think we got to say, okay, instead of pushing it away, let's figure out a way as a community to embrace it and and to leverage it. So when we do have causes um, and when we do have things that we don't just, like you said, we don't just let them fall apart to until they're, they're not there. So let's just embrace it and figure out a way to make it, you know, make it work for us.
3: Or just build our own. I would be so happy if we could build our own that and it too. was
1: successful. Yeah, mm-hmm. that too. I'm okay with that. Well, I, I, remember I remember Black Planet. I remember Black
3: Planet. Black Planet. It was. Black Planet was a whack. It, look, it wasn't whack completely. <laughs> I'm just saying. I think, I, I think my It was, was like MySpace Black Planet, and then they was like, "No, you can't have Black Planet. Shut yeah, that down real fast." And then Facebook. Yeah, it went
1: from Black Planet. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I hear you. I, I just think that this is here. It's here. I think it's here, but it's
3: way too many. I don't know. For me, it's just like it's way too many of your, uh, how can I put this? You've authorized way too much to be on Facebook because it's too much um, advertising, too many uh, hands in this pot. You know, when you get law enforcement using your Facebook page, I'm not all the way all right with that. When you got employers using your Facebook page, really? Really. I I can't I can't say, yeah, this is where I wanna meet all the people in the world. It's not. It's not. And I'd rather have okay. one that's backed by people like me than people who are habitually condemning me. You know? I don't know. I'd rather us build our own. Yes, I would yes. Twenty seventeen. Let's see what we can come up with. I think that we,
2: I think that when we say Facebook is or social media is not life, it's more of a, um, because first of all, I do get what you were saying as far as it is life now, because again, we spend more time I think on social media than probably in any other, any other web presence. Period. But I think what we're saying more or less, because I know that's what I mean when I say social media is not life. It's more of actually engage in real life with people that you can reach out and touch. Mm -hmm. And if it's something that you feel the need to come out and speak about, have enough um, respect for those people that you, you know, for yourself and the people that you're communicating with to give good information. But as far as, you know, yeah, you, I I do also agree that social media has become, um, it has become priority as far as where our time is going. And, you know, and so it, it, and, it's where we share. It's where relationships are built. It's where a lot of counseling, a lot of healing happens. And I think that's, it, it. it is huge and that's a huge responsibility. And I think just counting it as, you know, that's kind of the gift and the curse, even in the statement in itself of it's just social media, that there's a lot of responsibility that comes along with it being social media because it is such a, a saturated platform.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. It's going to get worse. <laughs> That's oh, yeah. just the crazy part about it. It's mm-hmm. going to get worse. Uh, all right, so real quick, before we jump, because y'all started into this, so I have to give. We talked about setting yourself up for business success. We talked about relationship success. And, of course, you know i got to throw in financial success. So i got five things real quick that we could do to set ourselves up for financial success. Y'all ready? Uh-huh. So yes. All right. Number, number one. one.
3: Now, yeah, one. hold on, hold on, hold okay. on, hold on. This All pen, right. you know, yeah, you always grab that first pen and ain't got no
1: good ink. Hold yeah, on. on one second, I'm one here. second. Go ahead. go ahead, go ahead, I'm away. Okay, I'm ready now. All right, so number one, the number one thing that you can do to ensure to you sell yourself off your financial success 2017 is buy life insurance. Um, over 50% of the country, depending on what, what statistics you read, does not have life insurance, buy it. Buy it, and if you want to know how much to buy, talk to me later. We can we can talk about that because it's a very interesting, complex way that you figure out how. Um, the second thing that you need to do if you want to ensure you're to set up your set yourself up for financial success in 2017 is read. You need to read every mm-hmm. single day, and I'm not talking about read just Facebook posts. I'm ta- unless you're reading my money mentor post, then that that would count. But um,
0: you need to be reading something yes, about yes.
1: business. You need to be reading something about financial, growing your, your portfolio. You need to be reading something about, you know, credit. You need to be reading every day, every single day. You need to be reading. Um, number three, number three thing you need to do, and this might sound odd, but you need to exercise every day. Some form of exercise needs to happen every day. Why? Why is exercise important? Because... If you exercise um, people who are more healthy pay less over their lifetime their lifespan and medical expenses. They live longer so they can earn more. their cognitive function is better so they can earn more on their, on their jobs. Um, and uh, they' not because they're not as tired um, when they get out of work or when they're not doing you know if they're a business owner they're not doing whatever they're doing. Um, they're able to still enjoy family time and things like that. So that's number three. Number four. <clears throat> number four. Increase your savings balances. So you need to have. Everybody needs to have an emergency savings, which is at least six months. I like twelve, six months worth of living expenses in just a regular savings account, not touching it. Then you need to have some type of medium-sized savings, uh, kind of savings account, and. Again, we're talking mutual funds, stuff like that, things that are, you know, that are accessible, but they're not, you can't, you know, but they medium range um, uh, savings accounts. So increase your savings balances. Um, that's number four. Y'all got it? We still, y'all with me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, okay. I'm with you. I got five. it. Number mm-hmm. five. Number five, you need to improve your credit score. You need to improve your credit score. The higher the credit score, the lower your interest rates are on any type of credit products that you would buy. So, car loans are cheaper, mortgages are cheaper, life insurance. Some life insurances are cheaper. Your um, your uh, um, other household bills. If you're going, y'all know how it is. If you're going to get your cable cut on, and, or and your or your uh, lights and gas cut on mm-hmm. in some places, and your credit is bad. You got to pay a deposit. Um, stuff like that. So it'll reduce. Um, a lot of expenses simply by uh, improving your credit score. Your auto insurance is cheaper if you have better credit. Um, yeah, all around, that you, you want to have improved credit score. Plus, again, it puts you in positions to, to credit. What credit does is a leverage tool. Credit is about leverage. So it's about having the ability to take, and I'm not a, fan, a great fan of credit, but if you need it, you want to be able to leverage low interest rates. It's a totally different payment, I'm telling you. To be able to walk in there and they say we're going to give you a 1.1% interest rate as opposed to you going in there and they say we need a co-signer to give you a 21% interest rate. Two totally different payments, okay? So improve your credit score. Number one, number one, y'all ready for the number one thing you need to do in 2017? Y'all ready? Yep. Let go. On interest. Number one thing you need to do to improve your credit, excuse me, improve your financial, uh, set yourself up for financial success in 2017 is to establish Multiple streams of income. Multiple streams yeah. of income. Here's the easiest way to do it. Here's the easiest way to establish multiple streams of income. Take out a sheet of paper. Write down everything that you are good at, and I mean like good at. So um, you are whatever you're good at. Write it out. One through whatever the number is. So if you are, you know, if you let me see, I'll, if you are, I'm gonna use myself. So I sing. That's 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 one thing you're gonna write down. Um, I'm a pretty decent public speaker, that's number two. We do money mentor, that's number three. Um, what else can I do? What else do I do? Um, clothing line, whatever. So you write all the things you do well, all the gifts that you have, and then you strategically start going through them and figuring out which one you can start leveraging to make sources of income. I like to that. have at
0: least.
1: You want to have at least four streams of income. Why four? Because if one or two of them ain't working this week, the other two are. I read important.
2: somewhere that they say seven is where the millionaires seven. or whatever yes. get, and I yes. think to myself, Most that person, a crazy seven. person. Seven yes. streams really. of income is a lot. Really. But not if they're really managing they themselves, think. I can see how it works. But initially getting those streams started, I think is is let's, look at, it. let's look at it let's look at it from this
1: perspective. And that's a good that's a very good that's that's a good thing. But here's here's why that's not as hard as you think. You if you're saying mm-hmm. seven seven streams of income, that doesn't mean that you're running seven businesses. So what that can mean is let's take you for example. So <laughs> you have elegance by design, um, uh skin hair care and skin. In skin care, that's one, uh-huh. right? So then you uh-huh. turn around and you do hair, too, as well, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's two. I got
0: you. Uh-huh.
1: Then you turn around and in the process of doing that, you say, listen, I need to develop um, a line of clothes. You know, everybody likes my stuff. My brand is built. I'm going I'm to sell clothes. That's number three. Then you say, okay, I'm going to, somebody else wants to start their own business, so I'm going to start coaching other young women who want to start their own natural hair care line. That's four. Then you turn and say, okay, now I'm going to start teaching, doing uh, classes around this number five. Then all of the money you're making from those five, you put that money into a mutual fund, and the interest you make from that mutual fund is six. And then I you think. turn around and you see what I'm saying? So you take that one thing that you do mm-hmm. and you look from you look for several different ways to leverage what you're already doing so you're not just saying, if I don't have in- product um, income coming in, then I don't have any money. Right. Okay. So then huh. you turn you around did. and say number seven. You turn around and say, oh, number seven, guess what? I've been in business. I've taken my business from zero to to hero. Know, so now I'm a billionaire. Yeah. So guess what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna write a book. Consulting. Okay. Uh-huh. So the then book is better. And then she writes now that she does she turns around and writes a book, she starts a YouTube channel because now she's doing stuff on YouTube. So now because she has so many subscribers, then YouTube starts to pay her. Yeah. So I think that was nine. That's nine right there, right?
2: Yeah, you move it. yeah, right. We need, I need a double, yeah. I need a sun double. <laughs> but yeah, maybe so not. not right. if you, if it goes that way, maybe
1: not. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think that's that's what they do. You know, then if you know you turn around and you say, Okay, I wanna feed somebody else because they're really good at what they do, then now this when you get into the shark the shark area you say, you know what? I'm tired of doing this now, so I'm gonna sell my business uh and I'm gonna start, I'm gonna be you know be fifty percent owner of this business and I'm gonna be fifty percent of that and you start buying other businesses that other people run, you just get a check from it because you're an owner. Now you have ten. I like it. And that's all from Elegance by Design, natural hair mm-hmm. care, and mm-hmm.
0: care, Create mm-hmm.
1: multiple streams of income. Work smart. That's when they say work smarter, not harder. That's what that. That's what they're referring to. <clears throat> so, again, multiple streams of income is is going is what it's going to be. So those are the seven. Real quick, life insurance. Read every day. Exercise every day. Increase your savings balances. Improve your personal credit. And Develop multiple, at least four streams of income. Seven would be great. Four, let's start. We don't just get, if we can go from zero to four, I'd be happy.
4: Mm.
1: Yep. I bet you that make a big difference.
2: I can see that making a big difference in life in general. Huge difference. Security.
1: Huge difference. difference. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So, Mm -hmm. yep. All right. We got a few more minutes left. Three minutes, four minutes. Mm -hmm. All right. You know what Six you need to talk y'all.
3: about now. You know what you need to talk about. Right
1: now. Oh, yeah, let's go. All right, so um, you want me to do this? Okay, fine. Um, so y'all, yeah! Y'all um, so September 15th, <laughs> so 2007, 2007, my birthday weekend, September 15th to September 18th, we are going on a cruise. So we are changing the nation. We are doing our change the nation cruise September 15th through the 17th. We are leaving from Miami, Florida, and we are going to the Bahamas for three days. Um, The cruise, again, leaves on September 15th um, out of Miami, Florida. If you want to go, deposits are due no later than January 7th. You can go if you are in the Scoop group. There is a link there. If not, you, if you're on the Global Drive page, that you can get it there, there or on my page, my personal page. You'll see links there we're posting all the time. Or you can always email me um, at globaldriveradio at gmail.com. That's globaldriveradio at gmail.com, and we will get the informa- all the information to you. How much does the cruise cost? So um, the cruise for inside rooms is $545 a person. For outside rooms, it's $600 a person. Um, that includes your room. We're having an all-white cocktail party. We're gonna be having a global drive live event on board. That'll uh-huh. include food and drinks on the boat, your government taxes, and your porting expenses. So um, hey, you got again, to be specific about some drinks. Your deposit includes
3: alcoholic beverages. If you want pop, Listen, you got to buy pop. If you want, right. But if you want yeah, a rum and coke.
1: Yeah, you want it's alcoholic beverages? Sorry, all right. So if you, um, so your um your deposits are due no later than January seventh. If you want an inside room, they're eighty-five dollars. If you want an outside room, they are a hundred dollars. If you have questions, again, um, see myself. Um, we will, I will get you information. Again, I am posting every day, posting the information um, as well as. Um, yeah, the information and the links that you need to sign up. We need you, again, to go right, go to the form um, that's on there, fill out your information, pay your deposit to get your room. All right? Y'all better come. We're going to have a good time. Like I said, we're going to have a really, really, really good time, uh, and I'm so excited about this. Uh, y'all can come have fun with me. So September 15th, yeah. uh, it's about to go. Down, Down. down, down. So, so yeah. All right. So we got 90 seconds real quick. Um, But, yeah, have a great show tonight. Appreciate you guys. Um, We're going to have a good rest of our week. Don't forget tomorrow is the word on Wednesday. He's talking about the dirty word for the week. You definitely (laughs) want to listen to that. Um, And then um, thank you, Q. Thank you, Keisha. Thank you, cousin. I appreciate you all for what you do. Um, Thank you to all of our listeners, both on social media um, on Facebook Live and um, listening online and listening by phone. Please share um, this show with everybody else. And um, if you're not in the Scoop Group, you need to go ahead and do it because we'll be having a good time. So okay. have a good rest of your week. Um, and uh, I think that's it. We got everything. I miss something? Did something. something? Nope, I didn't miss something. No. All right, y'all have a good night. Thanks for tuning in.
0: And again, like I said, have a good rest of the week You don't even want love. Then tell me where you're here, love. If you could just give it, I should just bend it while you're standing here. First you say you're with me, and then you try to deep me. So I try to keep it low when you knock me to the floor, cause I don't want to cry. Would you believe this love is forever good? And would you... I gotta keep it low When you cut me to the floor cause I don't